Welcome to Minute 35. As usual, I am Chris Blair, and as usual, we have Annie McMullen. Hello. And joining us again, Walt Disney aficionado, Kate Littleton. Great to be back. Great to have you back. A question we've been asking a lot of guests too is, have you been on the Roger Rabbit ride at Disneyland? And if so, what are your thoughts on it? Have I been on the Roger Rabbit ride at Disneyland? (laughs) (laughs) My guess was an emphatic yes. Yeah. So I actually have had a long journey with that ride. The first time I went on it, I was super disappointed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else has said that, but it is not the movie. Oh, quite a few people have said that. Yeah, I have said it, if not here, yeah, a lot. I wonder if that's because of rights, like story rights. Like maybe they had character rights, but they didn't have story rights. Mm. I actually have never looked into that, but it's a completely different plot and it's really strange. Um, So I, I didn't like it at first. Toontown is my favorite part I would think of I think of Disneyland or at least at times it has been my favorite part and I always get kind of sad when they talk about taking it down which always kind of goes around in the I'm in a lot of Disneyland chat groups and message boards and that's kind of tossed around a lot um a lot of people wanted them to take it down for Star Wars and I'm really glad they didn't um I sort of like the ride better now that I'm more into dark rides like I've learned more about them and I can appreciate the structure of that ride a little bit more and the the sets and the the details of it it is my least favorite dark ride though Mm. like what is your favorite dark ride for for comparison's sake okay so if we're going if we're going to include California Adventure then it's Mm. the Little Mermaid Mm. I don't think I've been on that because people don't realize it's there it doesn't look like it is a ride. Kind of hidden. Is it? It's, 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 it's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where the, the, the pier area is. It's right in front of the bridge. Yeah. The thing is that it's not really marked as a ride because it sort of looks like an, like the building that um, she goes to see Eric in. So it's like the sandstone building and it just has a little plaque that says little mermaid. It's got a big line area, but there's never a line because it's a people mover. And so you can just walk onto it. You can always walk onto it and you can always stay on it. And it's amazing. And they have this Ursula animatronic that is the biggest, most amazing animatronic that you've ever seen. And yes, one time the head popped right off during the ride (laughs) and then just dangled back and forth. So that's animatronic Ursula is like uh, how I want to be referred to uh, later in my life. Yeah, that that ride is that ride is so good. Um, and if we're just taking Disneyland, then, mm-hmm. you know, Peter Pan's obviously probably everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The dark I, rides. I, I'm a Mr. Toad guy. I um, love Mr. Toad. It is so weird. It's really weird, <laughs> especially since you wind up at hell at the end. And they still let it happen. And like, you would think that like a bunch of people would have had an issue with that because you know how much people love to protest. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but but like, doesn't that, I mean, like the people who love to protest, like they can't really get mad about like hell, that's their canon. I don't know. People, you know, people changed the Snow White ride because it was too scary. So now we have a different Snow White ride, which still makes no sense. But yeah. um, I, I really like the scary Snow White ride because uh, it was terrifying. That witch yeah. would just 
pop out at you. At That's any a given really place. good effect. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really really scary. Yeah, and if we're calling Haunted Mansion a dark ride too, so it's it's a dark ride. It's not a storybook dark ride. Um, if we're including the non-storybook dark rides, I really like this is blasphemous, but I love the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. I like it better wow. than the original Haunted Mansion. Coming in, in the hot. States. Yeah, I know. I get sick of the original. I love, I love that overlay. And obviously Pirates of the Caribbean, although the best oh. Pirates of the Caribbean, in my opinion, is the one in France. It's a little bit more organized and bigger, longer. Although that ride's already long, it's the longest ride, right? It's almost 20 minutes long. You just don't realize it when you're on it. I feel like I'm learning so much right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much tours. a like casual observer of life oh, man. in general. And so I'm always you know, fascinated by people who've like done the research. I'm obsessed. Like I, I know that park very, very well. And I know all the little details. I, I also love, really want to hear your, I just want to hear like the, the dirt on like, people who are very active in these Disneyland threads because I feel like there's probably like there's got to be a lot of different kinds of personalities you know you know the people who are like really hardcore Disney people like their whole house is completely decorated in Disney like they're you know I feel like there's a lot of different flavors of of hardcore Disneyland people and I want to know I want to know like all of the comedy gossip around that there are I'm kind of a my policy is to not engage yeah. Most, like, you know, I grew up in Chicago and the one thing downtown and the one thing my mom always taught me was don't engage, just don't engage because <laughs> otherwise you can't live in a big that is a city, city. city person thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't engage. If you talk to people, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she always says. And like, if we go out to dinner and someone starts like chatting too much, like, don't, don't engage. What are you doing? Just no. It's a good rule of life. I think that would save people so many bad things that happen if they just followed that advice. Yeah. And now, now that I live right now, just for another month, I'm living in Alabama and everyone here engages all the time. Every, mm-hmm. Like I went grocery shopping and they were talking too much. And I thought, I really want to say, you don't have to strike a conversation to be polite. You can just talk to each other. It's fine. The grocery store I normally go to, is just a bunch of teenagers who are literally texting on their phones while they're checking you out. And I am fine with that. I'm like, good. This is the level of interaction I'm comfortable with right now. But there are, there's definitely some very interesting Disney types. It's a little hard to talk about without getting political or yeah. like a little bit, um, uh, what's, the, oh God, what's the word Judgmental. when things are, <sighs> see, I'm blanking on words today. Controversial. Oh yeah, see, yeah. How do I blink on that word? Anyway, it's a little. It's a, it's a, it's a cocktail conversation, not a. Yeah. Yeah, a podcast conversation. But I do have. But if you ever want like fun facts about weird shit that's happened to Disneyland, always. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, (laughs) like like Ursula's head popping off. This seems like a podcast of its own. Yeah, I almost did a Disney podcast. I feel like I have a bunch of podcasts that I've recorded some some episodes of, and then I move on. Hmm. So kudos to you guys for um, locking it in. So far, so good. Uh, so speaking of uh, this podcast, we are here, minute 35. It begins with Doom saying, I think you of all people would appreciate that, and ends with Baby Herman saying, he's a dear friend of mine. We have Doom playing on Eddie's hatred for the tunes here and his uh, what happened to his brother here at the beginning. Pretty cold move. 
Well, this is also, this is, I thought it was the last minute. It's this minute. Um, this is also like super foreshadowing that like he happens to be very well acquainted with what happened to Teddy Valiant. Uh, and so maybe we should be tipped off that he is the tune murderer. I just, I'm sorry, I have to stop you because I just realized it's Teddy and Eddie. Oh, I just realized that when we did that minute. Because I didn't know that either, because it's Theodore Valiant. Yeah. And Teddy and Eddie. Yeah, it is. It's Teddy and Eddie. And in the books, there's also a third brother named Freddie. No way. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, when I was in grade school, I went to school with these twins. They're so cute. And their names were Harold and Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Harry and Larry. Harry and Larry. Yeah. They were adorable, (laughs) though. That was grade school. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Cute move by those parents. Yeah. Uh, Eddie goes into his building. He goes up the stairs. Uh, full on checks out this woman that he sees with the stroller. Gams. Mm, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> all I can think of when I saw this is like in the eighties, how you know now we're we're very much in the era of the butt right now, right? It's all about butts. That's all anyone cares about is butts famous for a good butt all that stuff songs are about butts but the 80s there was a lot of leg stuff yeah there was a lot about the legs in the 80s jessica Mm -hmm. rabbit doesn't even have a butt which is something i noticed like yeah well because it was that was a thing right like you were just trying to be thin i think but but it was a lot about legs you know there was that song she's got legs (laughs) wait annie we don't want copyright infringement here (laughs) (laughs) i know i sound just like him so (laughs) you know, there was that song and like everything was about legs. And so I saw this and I was like, I get that she's dressed kind of period for 1947 in a way, but that's definitely like the eighties twist on it. Mm. Oh yeah. Those shorts were, they look a lot like the bongos I had. Yeah. I don't know that somebody would have been wearing those shorts in that environment in that decade. Yeah. This must be baby Herman's request knowing what we know about baby Herman. Okay. Can we, can we talk about that? Because who is she to him? Yeah, I was wondering this too. No, that's his girlfriend. Okay, like. Whoa. uh, There are a lot of relationships in this movie that I find questionable, but, but that was like, and then the thing that he says, which I can't even repeat because it was so gross to me. Yep. I'm like, okay. Like there are two parts in this movie that I was like, whoa let's step back here because I have a high tolerance all right so I could put up with a lot of it but there was like one super racist part of this movie and then there was one this totally sexually inappropriate part of this movie wow I you know I don't know if it necessarily stops here at the sexually inappropriate parts of the movie but this takes this takes probably the lead child a a baby a baby (laughs) like I don't care how old his voice is he's a baby he's also smoking cigar i mean he's smoking mm-hmm. cigars he's yeah well didn't we all <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was this was this was the 40s <laughs> uh, it yeah it's that's definitely his girlfriend um and so i do think i'm i don't think that that is how a bimbo in 1947 would have dressed but i they're definitely trying to no. say like she's a bimbo i i i was Watching that again, I swear, I like I said in the last episode, I thought I had rewatched this 
more recently, but I, uh, that struck me. I was like uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable. And in a much different way than the shoe made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, We're in back-to-back really like rough minutes here. Yeah. You got brought on for the good ones, Kate. Is that okay with sexualizing a baby? (laughs) So his line, his line, he says this at the end, but his line of like, I've got a 50 year old lust, uh, yeah, it is. It is a weird line that so we don't need wrote to that. finish that. <laughs> well, first of all, are fifty-year-olds known for their lusts? I, I, I mean, yeah. No, I, 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 I know a lot of creepy fifty-year-olds. Yes, I mean, please. <laughs> In fact, I think, like, no offense, but I think men get creepier. A hundred percent. As they get, as they, as get, they older. get older, because mm. they think they can get away with it. Fact that men no matter, they did a study and no matter what age you ask a man what the hottest, what the most attractive age of a woman is, they say 20. Oh yeah. And that is so horrifying (laughs) because that is absolutely not true for women. He, baby Herman says like, you have the IQ of a rattle to this woman. And it like, I think, I think they're just trying to make him like it like a stereotypical like old dude like good old boy but to me it's so triggering because it's like yeah that's what those dudes are like and they're awful yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i hate baby herman i He's hate him so he... harvey weinstein to me oh doesn't he smack <laughs> her ass too like yeah. he does yeah. yep yeah he uh. says go get me a racing form or something and like yeah, yeah. He's the epitome of like the the seedy old man archetype, right? Totally. totally. Yeah, and I I guess maybe that's the twist is that the awareness of how hopefully they're aware of how gross he is, um, but the fact that they make him a baby doing that is just makes it so weird. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that though? So Lou Hirsch, right? We were mm-hmm. talking about does his voice. Yep. And I don't know if you talked about this when you did the first few minutes. But one thing that I remember from this movie is that voice versus what you see in the the short that they open with. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time when I watched this that I was introduced to that kind of trope, that there would be something and then they would open their mouth and it would be, because that's a, a pretty common thing that people play up now. But it's interesting when we watch a movie and we see the movies that introduce us to tropes for the first time because of the age we were when we saw it. And for me, seeing his voice was a huge deal like or hearing his voice obviously but seeing that switch was a huge deal and I remember that really like wowing me at the time four five six when I was watching this and I I just thought I couldn't believe that they had done that I had never seen thought of any and obviously I hadn't seen a lot at that time but I did go to a lot of movies actually and I just that really struck me and it still strikes strikes me because this is the first time for me yeah yeah I, that was my introduction to it too it's just a big moment, what a big difference it is between Baby Herman and what he plays. Uh, and, you know, he, he's still, despite being this gross old man, has baby qualities to him too, which is even weirder. Like all his jokes have to be baby's jokes. Like I got the IQ of a rattle, stinks like yesterday's diapers. It's all, oh, it's yeah. all baby stuff. I mean, yeah, he uses the word dinky. let's not talk about a stinky any more than we need to thank you well I mean it it's a it's sort of like the final escalation of the joke between him being an old man and a baby you know and it's 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 like it's the 
crescendo of yeah. horrible, whatever horrible alchemy has made baby Herman, the 50 year old cigar smoking baby. What has made any of them? Have, do we ever discuss this? Like, where did they come from? We oh, theory. yeah, this, this gets discussed quite a bit. There's a couple of leading theories right now, either an animator and a voice actor get together and that's how, how a tune is born, or you stay in Toontown too long and that turns you into a tune. I'm not sure. Uh, which is the truth, but two two predominant theories right now. Hmm. I like that second one. Uh, I, I'm sorry to bring back baby Herman's dinky into this, but is he bragging? Because he says he has a three-year-old dinky and he's clearly way younger and littler than a three-year-old would be. Oh my God. <laughs> bragging or if it's just like a joke, mm -hmm. you know, like, like how an old creepy man would make a joke like that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, hey, well, do you even know what eight inches is? Like that kind of a joke disturbing whatever you know it, it would be really horrifying though hmm. i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> um what would be really horrifying is if they um what do you call it when they do the tv shows or whatever and they have that audience like uh the, the uh, panel the studio audience mm -hmm. the no like the no a focus group mm -hmm. you know what would be really terrible is if they focus grouped that <laughs> and it started with saying an eight-month dinky. And then the focus group said no. And the reason they said three is because that's the age mm -hmm. that the focus group said wasn't too young. Yeah. <laughs> Since we don't understand the life cycle of a tune, perhaps they have to be alive for 47 years before they grow their dinky. That's a great point, Annie. Do the other cartoon characters all have dinkies? All the male ones, I guess. Well, I was thinking, is patty cake their equivalent of sex? Oh yeah, we. Mm. This is a twisted thing. Yeah. This, there's so much. <laughs> like, this is another one of those. Hey, maybe this isn't a kids' movie moment. Yeah. No, it's not a kids' movie. No, it's not a kids. Movie. It is for sure not a kids' movie. <laughs> Although they they do pull a lot of punches, but, yeah. but they're not totally like uh, that Jack Nicholson movie that they're obviously riffing on. That I can't remember. French Connection. They're not mm. totally full French Connection. But it's not a kid's movie. I don't know why I saw it when I was four, except that I was raised by wolves. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you went to see it in the theater when you're four. And that's totally the age where you want to watch the same movie over and over and over again. It's like an imprint. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. like whatever movie you see when you're four years old, you watch every day until you're five. Literally, it was that movie, Return to Oz and Pee-wee that I watched over and over and over again, which is, I guess, an explanation for me. Oh, those are, those are all movies that have very disturbing moments in them. Yeah. <laughs> we should, one day someone should do a return to Oz minute by minute. So this minute is, it really is kind of a nothing minute. I mean, aside from a lot of information about uh, baby Herman's sex drive, um, it really is just there to kind of like give us a bunch of information about what's going on and the the murder. It's mm -hmm. one of the exposition minutes. This movie yeah. has a lot of exposition. Yeah. But it's a know, complicated story. Yeah. And the exposition, the exposition isn't tedious. It feels really sort of natural. Yeah. I do think you only really notice that it's an exposition minute when you're watching it minute by minute like this. It, it is, like you said, like seamless and not at all, you know. Yeah, for sure. Like, what is that movie like ham? Or why is that minute ham fisted in there? It, it doesn't feel like that. And, you know, for, for 
what an impact he is. I think most people who've seen Roger Rabbit will remember Baby Herman, but this is the first time we've seen him since the very beginning of the movie, and it will be the last time we see him until the very end. So not much screen time for such a, uh, such a memorable character. This brings us to everybody's favorite part of the show. Of course, I am talking about Hypothetical Thursday. Hypothetical Thursday, join in on the fun. Hypothetical Thursday is when I ask a question. Uh, sometimes it's actually hypothetical, sometimes it's not. But I ask, and the people, listeners, you can respond on our Facebook page and answer that question. This week, the question that I'm asking is, this week we've had a very disturbing moment. And I'm not talking about Baby Herman. I'm talking about the shoe going into the dip. <sighs> I know, it is, it is heartbreaking. What's another moment from a movie that you love, but it's a moment you have a very hard time reliving? Me? Yeah, yeah, anyone. So my um, my moment's another Disney movie. Um, and up until recently, I would have said this was my favorite movie of all time, and it is Newsies. Um, it's a very important movie for me. I could go on and on. I won't, but I could. It's an extremely important movie for me. But there is a scene in that movie that I will not watch. In fact, I haven't seen it for, I have watched this movie every year. I haven't seen it for over a decade. It is a scene, for anyone familiar, have you two seen this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been okay. a long time. A long but... time ago, yeah. It is the scene where Crutchy gets into the back of the newspaper van, is tearing up all the newspapers and like really into it and not paying attention. And the Delancey brothers walk up to him and beat the shit out of him and cripple him even worse. And mm-hmm. I will not watch that scene. It is so horrible because crutchy is sort of he's not simple but he's sort of like this more happy he always puts on a happy face and whatever kind of guy and you know and and he's sort of like the the beloved mascotty character of their bunch he's the shoe yes he's the shoe that's exactly right (laughs) and he's so happy and he's like dancing with these newspapers and he has no idea what's coming and the other the other boys are trying to do something but they can't because they're they're being held off and and they just beat the shit out of him and and he ends up going to the 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 prison for children and and he's there for the rest of the movie until the very end and it, and it is so disturbing it's such a dark dark part of the movie that I, I like I said I have not watched it for over a decade and I, I won't yeah yeah you All know right. what happens yeah not yeah. necessary mm. mine mm. is um it so I have a, there's ones like that right like I struggle with a lot of like dark stuff because I'm like you know what life is dark like I, I don't really need that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to like relive my trauma all the time from that stuff. So um, if movies are, to, there's a lot of that stuff, but um, the sort of a different twist on that is I uh, haven't seen it in a long time, but the movie Swingers, um, mm. the 1996 classic film Swingers starring Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Mm. Uh, 
the answering machine scene oh. is uh, quite possibly the uh, most cringe scene of all time. It is painful, painful yeah. to watch. Um, and I, as someone who I, I, I've embraced cringe, I do improv. Um, I love an open mic stand-up night and not to like make fun of people. It's not a disparaging thing. It's like, I believe that anybody who gets up and puts in the work to be terrible at something, puts themselves out there to get better. I'm, I'm like rooting for those people. So like, I'm not uncomfortable with cringe, but that one, woof, that is hard mm-hmm. to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cringe, is, cringe can be super rough. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be for sure. Uh, so mine, I feel it's a little bit of a cliche, but it gets me every time. It's another Disney movie, uh, one of the original five Walt ones, and it is from Bambi. Of course, I'm talking about oh. Oh, the moment when Bambi's mom dies. Don't say it. That entire first half of the movie, whenever I watch it, I have anxiety just knowing that that part's going to come up. Uh, C- Christopher Lloyd says that um because all the disney movies of that era had some kind of like traumatic thing like that he said that like that shoe scene was like his revenge for those for having to watch those as a child yeah i won't i won't even watch bambi i won't watch bambi and i won't watch dumbo oh because of the the that jail scene with the mom that's that's (sighs) and i don't like the rest of the movies enough to 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 Mm -hmm. put myself through that yeah same i won't do it I don't know that that elephant on parade scene will always no. be one of my favorites. I can't, I can't, I can't. I I haven't watched. I think I've only seen Bambi once, and I was like, no, thank you. Mm, it is. Yeah. I don't need to relive that tragically you know, sad the movie. Other the other one that I almost talked about, but it's another like sad one. Is I can't rewatch the movie at all because of it. Like Swingers, I can watch. I just really can't stand that that answering machine scene um my girl oh yeah he the, she needs his glasses i just will never forget the feeling in my body watching that scene as a child and like oh good lord no that way. whole movie though the yeah. pumpkin yes. stain on the ground like that whole movie was traumatic oh yeah it's it is very uh just a kind of just a sad movie i mean she's kind of sad she's dealing with loss the entire time too yeah. it's god it's, it's a movie, right like how many how many movies are there about that level of loss like sort of t- like through the lens of a child you mm-hmm. know and like it, it's a really good special movie but like woof it is hard to watch oh yeah. I, I just sobbed i sobbed yes. and uh, sobbed yeah i will also add i have a hard time watching the royal tenenbaums uh because of what happens no, sorry, spoiler, but what happens to the dog in that movie that I also get anxiety what watching that. What happens to the dog? Uh, the I dog forget. gets, the dog, the very cute dog gets killed at the uh, end of the movie. Owen Wilson oh, the- kills the dog. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and every time I watch it, I hope this is the time the dog does not die. Yeah. Anything with like innocence killed or tortured or hurt, right? I think is a is a vein. So terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, this will be a very fun hypothetical Thursday, right? A <laughs> what scene tell you us, hate? Tell us what scene crushed your soul. <laughs> hypothetical Thursday, join in on the fun. 
right. So uh, this has been it for minute 35. Uh, thank you for joining us again, Kate. Uh, where can people find you? Hopefully nowhere. <laughs> so, do not. Do not engage. Do not, do not engage. engage. I um I do, I do would like to plug again in case it was it didn't sink in last episode that All Things Cozy is a podcast I'm involved with that is very very good. They have episodes on um, how to do the. Um, autumnal festivals they have episodes on cozy comfort foods they have an episode where they went to a bunch of fast food restaurants they have every week they do a soothing sound moment and a soothing news story and i'm on a few of the episodes and it's i think i really think it's a useful podcast for everybody so all things cozy anywhere you get your podcasts Eight. and you can check out more doing genre podcasts by going on doinggenre.com Click on the link to support, and we will see you on Friday for minute 36 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. <laughs>